Disclaimer. This content is intended for mature audiences only. It can contain strong language, sexual references and mention of violence. Listener discretion is, as usual, advised. And I am back after two weeks. And I'm adding another disclaimer on top of the other usual disclaimer that we all love and know by heart by now. Anyway, as you can hear, yeah, yeah, your host here is not exactly feeling that well today. And yeah, this is the voice you have to stick with. Unfortunately, I know it's not the most pleasant to hear, but yeah, what can we do? What can we do? Spring is doing me dirty and... Yeah, I decided it was a fantastic idea to go outside without a jacket, except that I am not that young anymore, so I should wear a jacket. And yeah, so I hope it's not too, how do you say, um, uncomfortable for you to listen to. It sure is uncomfortable for me to hear myself, but anyways, if you like it, that's fine. I do it just for you guys. And parental guidance moment, I am drinking as well during this episode because apparently... Alcohol is the only thing that actually is soothing my throat, so if there's any children, step outside, please, and don't drink irresponsibly. Thank you very much. Cheers! This is surely so much better, but anyway, you're not here to hear me moaning about my condition, so let's crack on. Of course, sir. Oh, you're quite energetic, aren't you? Yes, I'll call him as soon as his schedule finishes. Paparazzi? If that's your concern, you can come to my studio apartment. I see. Yes. An angel is most beautiful when it falls and wallows in the mud. Yeah, it will get clearer in a second, I do promise. But first and foremost, hi. How have you all been? Now, in case you were wondering why I was MIA again, well, it is a bit painful to admit it, but this time it wasn't my laziness to be blamed for my, well, disappearance, if you want to call it like that. Alas, what I was dreading for, for months, finally struck me. I got a major writer's block. And I mean it. You know me by now, I always need to write a little bit of something to follow because this is not my first language, so I need a bit of a, like, leanest blanket, so to speak, so just to make sure. But yeah, the writer's block was major. Like, major to the point that no title whatsoever was able to bring me that joy. That spark that it's fundamental to get my creative juices in the right flow. And I honestly thought I was done for. I honestly thought, I thought, you know what, let's just wrap it up, let's just do a ending episode whatever and yeah i mean not even payback by future king and i mean <clears throat> hello masterpiece not even that was able to like give me the so long inspiration i was waiting for but then a vision appeared in the best biblical tradition and i thought since i was stuck to square one for two weeks probably even more than that what better way to move forward, as in a chess play, than actually going back to the literal square one, aka that webtoon that back in 2017 ignited the Fujoshi flame once more, after a few years of it being lethargic and dormant. And what if, what if that webtoon is also one of the first ones of the genre that we all 
studier nowadays. That genre I'm talking about, the one full of violence, drama, betrayals, passion and kinky scenes that can satisfy your thirst for days. Can you feel it? Can you feel it in tempo with the music? My flame has been ignited yet again. It is true actually what they say. Sometimes you need to remember where you come from before going into an uncharted territory. And clearly poetry is not my thing. But I am your host, Ellie, presenting to you. For your ears delight only. DMB, season 3, episode 5, Dark Heaven. Let's talk about how it all began. At least for me. Now, some of you might think about today's chess choice, sorry, as somewhat of a peculiar one, and to be fair, I don't blame you one bit. In a world that travels at the speed of light, wise is the man who follows the trend and is always on top of the news of the moment. But again, you always need to remember where it all started. And since at the moment the artist things in town are all these webtoons drenched in violence and despair, I mean, you guys... We're all talking about Pearl Boy, we're all waiting for the new season to start. And just to say just to say one, just to say one, and I'm gone I'm not gonna go any further, but yeah. So I thought, if that is the mode at the moment, why not adding fuel to the fire with the OG banner of the genre? That's not really the right word to say, but anyway. I said it once, I said it twice, I said it all over again. We need to understand fully where it all came from in order to appreciate all the new stuff that is coming our way. So, yeah, let's crack on. I mean, Dark Heaven has basically it all. A pair of star-crossed lovers, a two-year gap of separation. I mean, I'm not really sure if it's a two-year or a few months because... Yeah, my memory is not serving me right at the moment. But anyway, let's put it a two-year gap of separation where one of the two almost lost his life. A country drenched in racism, violence and all that jazz. Blackmailing all over the place and tears. Tons of it. And regrets. Oh, so many regrets. I mean, painter of the night. Who? Learn your history, kids. Learn your history. But enough with the chit-chats. Let's get right into the juice. And yes, I guess most of you already know the story by heart. I mean, it's been a few years, but again, as I always like to say, nobody's forcing you to be here, so don't ruin the fun for everybody else. And if you're not appreciating today's topic, I mean, go pluck your eyebrows, for one. Go read something else. Give us your opinion as of why we should talk about something else and we can discuss it as civil adults as we are. If you want to stay here, let's just dive into it. <clears throat> Two houses, both alike in dignity, in fair Vantascosa where we lay our scene. From ancient grudge break to new mutiny where civil bloods make racist hands unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers will learn to love and forgive once more. Yes, because maybe I forgot to mention, despite all the despair, we're gonna have a happy ending this time. You guys, this story has it all. We are suffering, but alas, in the end, all our prayers are 
I don't know how to say it. You know what I mean, especially if you go to church, you know exactly what I mean. Anyway, meet Simon, Connor, and this is their story. A story that teaches us to forgive. Never could forget, though. And always, always give in to love. And of course, give in to the people that love you back. Now, our stage opens in Medias Res, on the scene where our lo lovers already split up. And we cannot help but wonder if they were so in love with each other. How come all that shit, all that shit show happened? Well, kids, it's not exactly easy to care for somebody else if you're overall broken and with no one to project your rage to. And I mean, projecting your rage is not a good thing to do as it is. But anyway, if you have access to, you know, somebody who can actually help you, yeah, it's a little bit easier to, you know. But yeah, perhaps, perhaps I should give you a wider perspective for your better understanding instead of just bubbling like a blubbering fool that I am. Now, our boys first met at school during the elementary school years in the city of Van Tascosa, which I haven't googled, so I have no idea if it's a real city or not, but anyway. A town sadly known for its citizens' inclinations towards racism and violence and, yeah, and all that jazz, as I said before. And that wouldn't and shouldn't interest us that much. I mean, concerning the story, of course, we should stand up against all that shit. But, like, in our story, it shouldn't concern us as the audience. If only our lovely Connor weren't, in fact, the son of two Korean immigrants. Thus, because of his origin and features, the subject for constant bullying and belittling from a bunch of other students. And it's during one of those nasty occasions that he meets Simon, a little dork with the features of a blonde angel. And to me, that's probably when they first fell in love. But let's not speculate and just continue with our story. Now, from that moment on, the two will become practically... Sorry. I'll just have another sip. As I was saying, who? This stuff hits very hard. From that moment on, the two will become practically inseparable, spending whatever free time they have by keeping each other's company. And it's during one of those lazy afternoons that Dark Heaven starts seeing the light of day. Because I forgot to mention it before, for those of you who don't know, that the title of the comic is nothing more than the name of the band, originally a duo, formed by Connor and Simon during their early teenage years, which will also be one of the reasons of them two splitting up in a very nasty way. I mean, spoiler alert, but yeah, if you decide to go solo after a lot of years in a band, um, well, usually that doesn't really end in the best possible ways. If only. If only this could have just been one of those typical, heartfelt stories where the boys meet, fall in love and live happily ever after. I mean, it would have been an absolute delight, but probably not as memorable. And I know me and I know you by now, guys. We like a little bit of a drama. So, where and when does the nastiness start to surface? I mentioned moments ago about a bunch of students whose favorite pastime was to bully Connor in any way possible. Well, 
turns out one of the same students, name being Pete Bertram, or Bertram, I have no fucking clue, is one of the higher-ups of WAF, an organization born solely with the purpose to perpetrate hate crimes towards the minorities. And since from ancient grudge breaks to new mutiny, what better way for our dear, lovely asshole Pete to set everything straight that teaching Connor, who is Asian, homosexual, and all things evil according to WAF, a lesson he certainly will never forget. And the plan is rather simple. Him and his gang will kidnap Connor, beat him up, and as the cherry on top of the cake, they'll break his hands in a way that he will never be able to play the guitar again, since being a famous musician was his lifetime dream. An eye for an eye, according to them. According to me, utter bullshit. But anyway, to add another cherry on top of the other cherry, that's when Simon decides to sign his debut contract as a solo artist I said that before, kids, I said that before, for a massive talent agency named T-Rex. No pun intended. You can imagine the outcome of that pile of shit by yourself. Again, love will find a way to bring the lovebirds back together, y con la fuerza de todos los mares. Pero let me tell you, it is true what they say, that you can't have the sun without the storm. But boy, those times when they were separated were a fucking descent into hell to watch. On one side we had Connor, trapped in a new relationship with Veronica, Veronica, darling, such a fucking bitch. And relationship born out mostly out of the peer pressure of his parents, a couple of hardcore Christians who see homosexuality as a sin, and kind of a something you can reverse through prayers, and that lovely thing we all loved called conversion therapy. Makes me sick to my fucking stomach. Now, thankfully, by the end of it all, they will redeem themselves. Well, at least I know for a fact the mother will redeem herself. I'm not sure about the father, and I ge- like I genuinely don't remember. And honestly, after all he's done, I don't even care. For me, he can be anywhere. Like, can be- I don't really care. I just don't care. But still, honestly, like, the tears I've shed because of all the shit they, they told him. I mean, in fact, in fact, I haven't done this yet. Shall we do a quick dive? From chapter 40. Are we ready? How dare you talk back to me? The club you're working at is a gay bar too, isn't it? Is this why you insisted on playing music even though you can't, you can hardly get by? You think I raised you to grow up into some pervert, huh? I'm so ashamed, I can't even hold my head up. I raised you, you should repay, repay me for that. Pack your things and come home this minute, or from this moment on, you are no longer my son. Oh, the love, the love of a darling father. But don't think this is over yet. Oh, no, no, no. Same chapter. This time, Connor's mother addressing Simon. This is your fault. This is all your fault. Connor would never do such a thing. Connor was a good kid. Even when he got beat up, he treated the wounds himself because he didn't want me to worry. He was such a good son. You... <clears throat> you corrupted our sweet son. Why? Why did you have to do that? When did you start doing such dirty things to Connor? I trusted you. I never suspected anything. Even as I tucked you two into the same bed. Simon, what did I ever do to you? 
And I'm not even gonna comment any further on this because I'll get vulgar and that's the last thing I want at this point. I'm just gonna say it's thanks to this kind of people that all the devoted people, doesn't matter the religion, are addressed as dangerous and fanatics and depraved. And it's so fucking wrong on so many levels. It's not because, like, because of a bunch of cunts, you cannot say all the people of that same category are exactly the same. Because it doesn't work like that. If you think it works like that, I do strongly suggest to just walk away from this channel because we don't support this kind of stuff here. No, no thank you. You judge the individual, you don't judge the group, period. Anyway, I was saying I'm not gonna comment, so I'll just stop here because we're not here to to debate something like that because it's a bit it's a bit deeper than that and sh it should be discussed in a proper environment. Anyway, speaking of Simon, what was he up to? Well, contrarily to public belief, the debut and newfound fame wasn't it all champagne and roses since the breakup and the consequential broken heart were so painful to handle he couldn't cope without the daily dose of a massive amount of drugs. I hope you understood what I was... I don't even know what I just said, but yeah. Basically, it was so heartbroken, he started using drugs, like abu using and abusing drugs on a, such a big amount. He, the poor guy didn't even know what, what he was doing and where he was going. Like, And on top of that, one of the clothes for his debut in the contract was to... Basically, well, he had to make sexual favours to all the rich and the famous who would ask for it. More rich, like, for the rich than the famous, but anyway, you know what I mean. But basically, in order to achieve the, the long, how do you say, the long search fame, he had to become an air doll for politicians and all the likes. And honestly, those panels are heartbreaking, to say the least. And as I said before, we should be thankful, extremely thankful that love is strong here. Probably as much strong as the stubbornness of our boys and... With a little bit of patience, that's, after all, the peculiarity of a BL reader, we'll have to wait until chapter 46 slash 47. And after that, oh well, it's gonna be such a joy. Kind of. But I'll borrow their words, it's easier that way. From Connor to Simon. I don't care if you don't want to see me. You can say so if you want. You can be mad at me, you can blame me and hit me, so don't suffer by yourself. Don't cry by yourself, Simon. I love you. Did I just say I love you? Hey, it's not so difficult after all. Why did I give you such a hard time about it? I could have kissed you more. I could have hugged you more. All I needed to do was take one step forward. Simon, I wanted to tell you all along. I wanted to say these words to you so much. I love you. I love you no matter what kind of person you are. I love you so much I can't explain it in words. I love you, Simon. So don't kick me out. I'll just come back. Again. And again. <laughs> Excuse me. Now. Before we wrap this up. Um... Don't even think for a second that this is the ending of their problems. <laughs> I was saying it before. It's kind of the happy end. <laughs> no. I mean, 
We will get the happy ending, but we'll get it around chapter 82, so sit tight and relax. And perhaps, perhaps, enjoy this little mention regarding the supporting character, because it's not only long overdue, but absolutely necessary. Actually, I wanted to talk about it like from the beginning of the episode, but I just didn't know where to insert it, so talk about it now and honestly I wish I could talk a bit more extensively about like all the secondary characters and their plots because I have to be honest here they are no short than phenomenal however it would take an episode of its own to do it like properly and like in here you need to do it like properly 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 the proper the proper way so I guess we'll just scrape the surface a bit and in case you want a little spin-off about the subplots and stuff? Let me know in any way possible and I will make sure to accommodate you to the extent of my knowledge and time. And yeah, just so you know, our secondary characters. <laughs> well, what can I say? They are as important as the lead characters and they've been detailed to the point that we need and deserve probably a spin-off about all of them. Like, especially Gale. And, you know, I mean, Gale, Simon's crazy half-brother, Gale, the killer, Gale, the handsome hunk who probably needs a psychiatrist and a huge cycle of therapy. But yeah, that Gale. I mean, he deserves a spin-off, a TV series, a talk show. He deserves the word. He's, like, he's such a, like, a complex character. He's perfection, honestly. He's perfection. He's... The villain we didn't know we needed? No. The villain, I don't know. We don't deserve him, but we certainly need him, period. And I said what I said. Now, what I've been trying to say all along with all these subplots and stuff, um, why did I want to mention them? Because it's been a while, honestly, it's been a while since a story has shown us like such complex subplots. Because to be fair, like all the stories now, don't get me wrong, like we get so many stories that are no short than beautiful. Honestly, there are some authors that do this stuff that it's like, take Fuju King, for example, like their stories are almost perfect in any possible way. However, secondary characters, we get introduced in all these stories to these secondary characters. We see them for a while. We don't know where they come from, what's their story, what's the stuff, like what's their deal. We want to know more about them, but after a while, they just disappear. Boom. And we will never know nothing about them. Now, in Dark Heaven, that's not what happens. On the contrary, like, we get them, we know their name, their childhood, their teenagehood. What are they up to now? What are they going to do? Anything like, if there is any offer listening, please take my plea. We do need more complex subplots like this. I know it's a, it's a lot of stuff, but... Like, it makes the story perfect on so many levels. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, we all love the lead characters. The lead characters are extremely important. Of course, they. at the end of the day, the lead characters are our favorites. Sure. But, yeah. There's no lead characters without a good support. And that applies to comics, to movies, to books, to whoever. So, please, give us the juicy subplots. Because they are long overdue. And we need them. Thank you very much. Now, having said that, 
Mm, what can I say? Nothing more really, because as I said, if I had to go into detail, then we will stay here for what, two hours? And I'm not sure if you want to do it today with me, with this lovely nasal voice, which is more nasal than usual. So I would just say, we'll just wrap it up here. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you appreciated the effort because trust me, with the writer's block, the fever, the throat and everything, it's been a struggle. For real. So, because I am a bit at a loss for words, I'll pass the mic to Simon for our conclusion. And that's from our happy ending chapter. The long-awaited happy ending chapter. Connor, you are my world. You are my universe. One day, you asked me why I called you a god. Have you ever seen people who try to find a reason for being believing in God? They want to be loved by their God and hope he will open the doors to heaven. So they live their lives trying to make their dream come true. It's the same for me. Your tears make me want to be a more powerful and passionate person. Your smile makes me want to be a more caring and considerate person. You make me want to be a better person and by doing so, you open the doors to heaven for me. You are my god, Connor. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional because this is so good. <clears throat> a chapel without a streak of light. The shadow of the moon has been asleep. Alone for so long. And it was on that night when everything changed. It wasn't lonely or sad. And the stars ranged gently down on him. There was no reason for that night, just like the big bang of the universe or the yawning of a baby bird. The night just came to be. The traces of the starlight in the chapel led them to heaven. It was dark, but they had nothing to fear, for they found heaven, even in darkness. I hope you had a wonderful time with me today. Please. Please do make sure to comment, subscribe, be, give a big thumbs up to the episode if it was for your liking and don't forget to spread it far and wide, as you should. You know everything I do, I do it for you, my lovely, beautiful, beautiful audience. Now, as I always like to say, keep making kinky consensual activities. Stay hydrated, because at least in England it's getting hot to the point that it's exasperating. And I will see you next time. Same time, same place. <laughs>